0: Hey, welcome back to Pitching Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us. We're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian, on today's podcast, we're going to kind of talk about how the National Hockey League playoffs have unfolded with Montreal and Tampa being in the finals kind of discuss a little bit of what we thought might happen preseason wise and then a little bit of what we thought would happen after the season wrapped up with our bracket challenges versus where teams have come up and just kind of seeing how teams have unfolded and become strong because man I tell you what did not see Montreal get to where they did
1: no I completely agree in preseason I didn't I thought maybe they finished around third in their division you know I definitely thought they were going to make the playoffs. You know, and like we discussed in, in the episode uh, when we talked about the NHL playoffs last time, you know, I, I said, you know, if a bunch of all pushes Toronto the seventh game, it's their series. And I mean, I think they took that and run because they haven't stopped since.
0: No, they haven't. And uh, they've been really riding. Like, I tell you, man, Carey Price's performance has been just like legendary. And he's really helped the team get to where he's got, uh, where they, where they've gotten. But not only that, but Cole Caulfield, man, talking about, I can't say coming out of nowhere because Steve's been talking about him all year, uh, but man, he he stepped into the NHL like he's been playing in the league for 15 years.
1: Yeah, um, and you know I think they they made a mistake by not playing first game, and I think he's been, been making them realize that from the start. You know he's he's a ton of energy. I think it's exactly what that lineup needs. And uh, like you said, he's just been, he's just fitting in perfectly. That he is.
0: And so, in the beginning of the season, we did an episode, a preseason episode, where we talked about, you know, what we thought would happen during the season. And at the beginning of the season, I predicted Vegas and the Islanders to be the top two teams left in the NHL to face off for the Stanley Cup finals. Now, heading into the semifinal levels, Vegas and the Islanders were still in it. And so, So I was feeling pretty good about myself and my predictions there. But also seeing both those teams get there and then seeing them have to compete against Montreal and Tampa Bay. I I also said on the podcast a few weeks ago, I'm like, I don't know, man. I might have picked Vegas and the Islanders at the beginning of the season. So I feel good that they're in the final four. But with the way Montreal and Tampa are performing, I think it's going to come down to Montreal and Tampa. And I was I was right. And it came down to Montreal and Tampa. But uh, I also think in that episode, I called Montreal to win it. And after watching the third round, I figured Tampa was probably just going to edge Montreal out in the game seven, that this is going to be a hard fought battle.
1: Yeah. And and, I mean, I don't disagree with what you just said there. I don't think it's I think it's gonna be a hard fought battle. Um, You know, I also don't think that, you know, the people are already kind of giving up on Montreal and just saying, you know, their runs over it is what it is. Let's not forget they were down. You know, they were down to Toronto. They came back, beat them in Game 7. You know, they swept a, a very good Jets team, a very deep Jets team that I thought was going to have a good run. Um, and then they beat a team that I thought they had no business beating in Vegas. And again, just a super deep team. So, you know, um, yeah, they're down to nothing right now, but they're, they're going back home. Um, you know, they're, they're playing on Friday night at home. And, and I think, you know, obviously the... The building's not as packed as it is in Tampa, but you know, Tampa's gotta use noisemakers, which I, I think that's just ridiculous that they're handing out noisemakers and you gotta make noise like that in the playoffs. But I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not done with uh, with Montreal. I think is gonna make a good comeback here and like you said, you predicted this series and I think this is probably the best series we could have had in the finals.
0: I'm really excited these two teams made it. I won't call out Tampa on noisemakers as much as I will them just dragging fans out who aren't wearing their home jersey. So sorry, still not over that. And in the third round, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually going to stand behind Montreal this series. I, I chose Montreal to take out Vegas, and they did, but I'm back against Montreal <laughs> this round, where I just think it's going to be Tampa-Montreal. So I'm not going to pretend like I loved Montreal this whole time. I picked them one round, and that was last round. And, uh, yeah, but they proved me wrong time and time again, and who knows? They might prove me wrong and win the Cup. I wouldn't be surprised that they're a really well-built team. And, yeah, going down... Two Games to None, which is when we recorded this. We're recording this episode on Canada Day, uh, which is Thursday, July 1st. Uh, you all, listeners, have already seen what's happened in Game 3, so it's been exciting so far. Carey Price has been... really lights out the whole playoffs, and you really can't blame it for those goals in Game 2, which were just... Oh, those goals in Game 2 were just backbreakers, man. They were ugly.
1: You know, we were watching the game, and I just kind of scratch my head sometimes it just... Decisions, defense, making playoffs. I mean, I'm a sense fan. Uh, Chris Phillips made the biggest mistake of all time and scored his own goal in the Stanley Cup Finals. So I've been there. much am a Montreal fans, Don't worry. It sucks. It hurts. You never get over it.
0: I'm a Sabres fan. I have no idea what it even feels like to be in the playoffs right now. So uh, I was I was a young man the last time my team was in the playoffs. So it, It's been a great series so far, and my bracket challenge was slaughtered as well. I mean, my bracket challenge, I think I had Carolina winning the Cup this year, and Carolina got eliminated. Uh, what was it, the first round or the second round they got eliminated?
1: I believe it was the second round, because the first round they eliminated the Predators.
0: Ah, yes, they did, and then they got eliminated by Tampa. Uh, but yeah, it's just you know Carolina had them winning the cup this year. In fact, I think I had them beating the Islanders in the cup. And uh, yeah, but I guess I've been I guess I've been on the Islanders bandwagon all year long. I, I had them making the cup the first time and had to make them make the cup in the bracket challenge. I had them losing both times, but I still had them getting there. And honestly, a couple bounces a different way the islanders will probably be in the cup finals but uh a loss they're not and it is a montreal and tampa bay series and so just looking at the way this whole season's unfolded and how the playoffs unfolded have have you found like any outside of Carrier prices performance have you found anything just you know stand out or anything shocking so far in the playoffs
1: I mean, I don't think there's anything shocking. I mean, you've already been listed who you kind of had in your final four and kind of already kind of this is what we were looking at. And, I mean, I'm looking at my final four right now, and I'm going to replace Toronto with Montreal because I did put the caveat in that if Montreal goes to a game seven against Toronto, they're taking it. So I'm just going to pretend I went with Montreal here. Um, and what I had was Toronto slash Montreal, Washington, Vegas, and Tampa in the final four. Um, and I think we all kind of had that same thing where it wasn't going to be a surprise. Teams built themselves for this moment. Um, obviously, Washington was taken out by a very good Island team that I didn't give enough credit to. I think they played great. Um, I had Vegas winning the cup here, um, you know, but within the four teams that were left, I think they were all built to really win a cup. I mean, I think the biggest surprise for myself was the fact that Vegas got through Colorado. I thought Colorado really had everything together, but obviously, you know, we were wrong, or I was yeah. wrong at least.
0: Yeah, I wasn't really surprised by Vegas making it past Colorado. Vegas had a lot more experience already getting to that level where Colorado, with, with the team it has, hasn't. Uh, Colorado definitely was going to be strong all season long, and obviously we we're all proven right on Colorado just being as strong as they were and, and you know being the President's Cup trophy winners. But I just didn't think they had the the depth to go far. I actually had them, looking back at my... Thing here, looking back at my bracket challenge, I actually had them making it to the second round and then losing to Vegas, which is, I think, exactly what happened. Um, but uh, Vegas just had that experience, and I don't know, man. I Is Vegas missing their window right now with, with the talent they have? I don't know how long. I think Vegas and Toronto are both, in my opinion, teams that are built right now to win a Stanley Cup that just can't get there.
1: Yeah, and, and I think I'm not sure what's really missing for you know rosters like that. It's everything seems good, you know, especially in the season. Um, again, I'll go back to to the Avalanche here during the season. They just cleaned up. I mean, there was games where, you know, they're putting up seven, eight goals, and you're like, okay, well, they've got everything they need. But then you get in the playoffs, and you you know your depth is questioned. And, and I, I think for them, their depth. I mean, I think many different different coaches. I think it wasn't even their coach. Someone. Uh, Pete DeBoer even said, you know, they're top seven guys. How often can you say they're top seven guys to a team? They were that good. Um, well, you know, I think their weak link was maybe their goaltending. Um, so it's, it's 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 interesting to see how teams are built, moving through that season, what they do at the trade deadline, what they, in their eyes, think they're missing, and then move on. Like For example, uh, I gave Heat Carolina for not making any moves. Yeah, you got past the Preds. You were supposed to get past the Preds. And you played a very tough Lightning team, and it just the Lightning really just kind of took over. You know, yeah, okay, we can go about talking about their cap and all that kind of stuff, but it is what it is. You had an opportunity to you know trade some picks or trade whatever, some prospects, and bring in somebody to build yourself this team. The 82-game season gets you to the playoffs. What you need to do is build your team through that 82-game season to have depth in the playoffs, and I think the teams that have done that are now in the Finals.
0: I mean, I'm definitely not a fan of the way the NHL's established this cap thing doesn't exist in the playoffs thing. I completely disagree with it. I think the cap should exist all season long, but this is how teams win the cup now. And they have experts on these teams that basically plan for this scenario and build upon that. Do I think they should? I don't. I think that they need to keep a salary cap that's consistent all season long, including the playoffs. But this is this is what the NHL allows, and uh, you know, until they change the rules, it's you know, teams like Tampa are going to find ways to make sure they take benefit of the rules that are established.
1: Yeah, but let's not, let's also not forget that when Chicago won with basically Patty Kane on the IR until the playoffs, won the Cup, Tampa went in and wanted to vote to can to basically change the rule where. You know, the playoffs also have the cap. Like, you have to carry your cap into the playoffs. They went to an NHL vote. The only team that voted the only team that voted to change that rule was Tampa Bay Lightning. Everyone else apparently did not have a problem with it. So Tampa's doing it now. Uh, to all the NHL teams that are complaining, tough luck. I mean, you had an opportunity. Tampa themselves tried to stop this. You told them, no, it's fine. So now, guess what? It's fine. And if they win the cup, you can't discredit them because you had a chance to vote against this.
0: Yeah, and I had no idea that happened. I had no idea they are the only team that voted against it. So I guess maybe this is Tampa sending a message to the entire league. Like, if you're going to allow this to happen, then we're going to take advantage of it every year. And we're going to start maybe stacking up some cups until they uh, decide to change the rule and balance out the league throughout the season, which I think is what they should do. But, yeah, if 29 of the 30 teams at that time voted against it, or voted for it, and Tampa's the only team that voted against it, then... Nobody can complain. They're, like you said, doing exactly what the rest of the teams in the league voted to do. I think it's dumb. But, again, my, my opinion on that doesn't matter. Uh, the NHL, if they want to change it, will change it. If they don't want to change it, they're not going to. And you have teams like Toronto, again, built to win. But And this is a team that's got to strike, and it's got to strike soon because they can't keep this core together. It's not happening. Goaltending. What do they do? Is Frederick Anderson's contract over at the end of the year? Are they going to seek a goaltender? Cat Friendly, Toronto Maple Leafs. Because I want to say that Frederick Anderson's contract is done. And I am correct. Yeah, He is an unrestricted free agent.
1: And the thing is, is, and again, Leafs Twitter during the start of the playoffs. the, The reason I was the most excited for the Leafs to be eliminated was no more Leafs Twitter. Come at me, Leafs fan. I don't care. Everyone is complaining, and I won't say the word, but, you know, the word that comes before complaining usually starts with a B, about Freddie Anderson and this and that and goaltending, whatever. Freddie Anderson carried that team when that team was young. He literally kept them in games. Now it's time for them to keep him in games. They can't do it, and it's apparently his fault. I get it. Every NHL fan base, the same sense. I, I get it. I mean, Craig Anderson had some good seasons for us. Craig Anderson had some crap seasons for us. You know, and we would give it to him. But you know what? At the end of the day, I respect the heck of that that guy. Like, I mean, he did what he could for Ottawa, and he was here when Ottawa was struggling the most. But he still got some wins. Fred Anderson, Freddie Anderson did that for Toronto. Do I think they need to resign him maybe keep him as a backup? Absolutely. I think he would be an awesome backup. I think at this point they're going to run Jack Campbell. Um, they've kind of proven that's what they want to do. That's fine. That's what you're going to do. I don't think they do, they need to leave Freddie Anderson hanging high and dry. I think that would be a bit of a a bit of a jerk move, I guess I can call it. Um, he's really carried them through what they could. But I mean, again, the NHL is a business and they'll do what they do. But um, I think the NHL. I mean, I think the the Leafs fans really need to kind of lay off that guy. I think he's done what he needed to do for that franchise.
0: No, I, I agree with you on that. I think I think it's actually time for the two to go their own ways i think it's time for frederick anderson to get a fresh start somewhere else on another championship level team where maybe he gets a little bit more support especially on the back end and i think it's just i think like you said i think jack campbell proved that he could you know with the way he performed at the end of the season can be uh the starter for them next year but also that's a that's a big risk knowing goaltenders that he might not carry that magic he had at the end of last year and the, and the next year. And then you end up with a, oh, is it the Buffalo Sabres Hutton situation where Hutton was just never the goalie he was in St. Louis ever? Because I know he started in Nashville and went to St. Louis and he had just, he took basically Allen's job during that time frame. And then they decided to go with Allen and, you know, Hutton became available. Buffalo picked him up and Hutton was just not the goalie that he was in St. Louis when he was just. You, you couldn't get anything past him that season in St. Louis, and I think not to say that's going to happen to Jack Campbell, but we're goalies, or I'm a goalie, and I can speak on behalf of goalies. Uh, shoot, dude, like I don't know I wouldn't, I wouldn't put all my money in Jack Campbell. I just wouldn't do it. Good guy, really, I like him,
1: but but when we're talking opened, about Toronto, like, yeah, when we're talking about Toronto, what money are you talking about? Do they have any money left? They have no money.
0: That's the thing. Like looking at them, like where they they're gonna have to they're gonna have to part ways with somebody. So I got to play NHL twenty one. Like I love playing this game, and I'm like, can I fix the Maple Leafs? I don't like the Maple Leafs. I'm a Sabres fan, but can I fix the Maple Leafs and make them a championship level team? The problem is, you have to dump some of the money. Uh, They're so heavy with these contracts and. They can only afford $900,000 a year on a guy like Wayne Simmons because you got like 40 guys on the team making $11 million.
1: Well, do you want to know my unpopular opinion? And I know we're going to get roasted by all these fans, but it is what it is. Go for it. John Tavares needs to go. I agree completely. They have not gotten better with John Tavares. Yes, OK. Oh, we won, though. We were the North champions. Congratulations. You got beat out by a team who should have made the, NH- the NHL playoffs in a regular season. In, in seven games. You, you struggled in seven games again. Yes, he got hurt. It was unfortunate. It sucked. It was I was a scary moment. Um I don't think I'll ever forget that moment. I think I was watching it and I literally had a pit in my stomach because of what happened. That being said, leading back everything before that, they have not gotten to what they wanted with Tavares. Yes, he's still producing. That's fine. Go find yourself two guys who you can spread that love through and you know get that money and then you know have to be able to pay for your defenseman. Um, pay for some goaltending. He, he's got to go. I don't think Marner's going to go. That contract's way too big. He's really not proven he's worth in the playoffs. The thing is with Tavares, people are going to want him because he's proven he can do some things. I don't think he's proven he's a championship winner as of yet, but I don't think it's going to happen on the Leafs, but I know the Leafs are never going to get rid of him because he's a local boy, he's a captain. It is what it is, but they're just basically shooting themselves in the foot and then looking for the suspect.
0: He's got $44 million owed to him the next four years on his contract. He'll be 30, what, 34, 35 years old when the contract's done. And he's got the only no-movement clause of the forwards on the roster. So, I mean, that's the problem. Like, do you give up 23-year-old Austin Matthews? Do you give up 24-year-old Mitch Marner? Do you give up 25-year-old William Nylander? Or do you give up almost 31-year-old John Tavares? who has a movement clause. So he's got to agree to waive that clause to leave his hometown team after basically screwing the Islanders out of even being able to get any assets for him. Uh, unpopular opinion, but I agree with it completely. Like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it was the right move at all for the Maple Leafs. It wasn't, it wasn't the right move. You look at how much money they've spent just between Matthews, Tavares, and Marner. Stupid amount of money. What the three of them together are thirty-two, thirty-three million.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, you can't have that tied up in a core, and I get it. You're excited to have these young forwards that are producing, and they have been. They they disappear in the playoffs because you know playoffs get a little gritty. But um, other than that, I mean, Matthews has been a stud during the season, and they've all been studs during the season. Um, I, I think they overpaid for uh, for Nealander. Yes, Nealander can and has at times produced. But Nylander hasn't produced consistently. Now, on the other side of that, Nylander was the only, you know, least player that wasn't a vet that played well in the playoffs. But that being said, I just. You're going to have to get rid of one of them eventually, and I know the Leafs live in this la-la land, and they think that, oh, no, we'll just keep this forever, and then we'll have, you know, um, Billy Bob from the street corner come play defense for us because defense isn't important. And then we'll have Jim Bob, you know, from the other corner come play goalie for us because that's not important either. Eventually, they're going to need to realize that these teams that are in the playoffs have phenomenal goaltending, have stud defensemen, and can get scoring all the way through their lineup and not just two lines.
0: Yeah, I mean, seriously, you look at Tampa Bay's, like – I know, I know they they circumvented the cap, but we say that just because they you know, did it for the playoffs, but they're allowed to. There's nothing illegal about it. This is a team that's so deep, and that's how you win cups. You win cups. Look at the four teams that were left in the Stanley Cup Finals. You had Carey Price, Marc-Andre Fleury, and Robin Leonard. You had Varlamov and Sorokin, and then Vasilevsky. Look at the caliber of goaltenders you have left. Like, first of all, the Finals. You got Carey Price versus Vasilevsky. You, you don't need to name any other goalies. You got... Fazileski and Price, two of the best goalies. I say it right here as a goalie, you start from the goaltender forward. Like the goaltender is where you should drop. Now, Florida did that, but I think, again, we all looked at Bobrovsky's contract and went way too long, way too much. You got to be smart about it. Bobrovsky is a good goalie and he found his game again this year, but in the playoffs, Bobrovsky just disappeared. And You've really got to start with a proven strong goalie and I don't know, man. Like if I'm Toronto, telling you, I'm making a trade for Flurry. I'm telling you, I'm making a trade for Flurry. He's a proven goaltender. And if I'm Toronto and I actually serious about a Stanley Cup and I want Flurry, I'm gonna to have to give up one of these boys.
1: I don't know where they're gonna find that money or the assets. I mean Well, yes. if they give up one
0: of their big boys right here, they're gonna be able to afford Flurry.
1: Yeah, but again, I don't think Toronto is willing to do that or else they would have done that. I mean, I, I I get Jack Campbell did well, and you know I've always heard, oh, Jack Campbell's a good guy. Well, guess what? I mean, your fourth liner who scores one goal a year is I'm sure is a great guy too, but if you can get a guy who's going to put 50 for you, I bet you he, you're going to put him in your lineup before him. Um, I, I don't think they're they're willing to make that trade. If they do, good on them. I mean, that's the power move, and I think they need to do it now. Um, you know, you got a vet like Spezza, you know, uh, you had Jumbo Joe on there, you you know, you had Wayne Simmons. You're gonna make a move. Do it now. This is the time to win the cup. If they yep. don't, I'm afraid that they're gonna basically just do the whole cycle again and it's gonna be a long, 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 long line of first round exits.
0: And and that's the thing, is it's it's been a long line of first round exits for them. It's been happening for, you know, seventeen years now. They've been just they've not been able to win a series. And if you don't start at goaltending and answer that problem right there, they're not going to make it to a finals. Uh, Frederick Anderson carried the team as long as he could. It's over. I think he needs a fresh start. I think Toronto needs somebody who's been there, done that. And I think if Toronto goes after Flurry and gives up one of the big boys, that's going to work for them long-term. And honestly, a team like Vegas getting Matthews, Tavares, Marner, and Nylander man, that's just going to make Vegas that much more dangerous. But is Vegas willing to take on an $11 million
1: contract to give up one of their... I'm just telling you now, though, I, I don't think adding adding Matthews' name in there, I think, is just redundant because I don't think... Ma- I think Matthews is the untouchable in that foursome.
0: Uh, looking at this... Okay, I agree. Looking at the foursome, I agree completely that they need to move on from Tavares. If Tavares is willing to waive his no-trade clause to head to Vegas, which if I'm Tavares, I'm willing to do. Because they're not leaving Toronto to go to Buffalo. You're leaving Toronto to go to another team that's constantly making way deeper runs than the team you're on. But he's a local boy. He might never leave. I just think that it's a problem with signing sometimes local boys. is It's like, who cares? It's about winning a cup. <laughs> and yeah. I think if, I don't know, man, I, they've got to do something. They've really got to do something because yeah, keep all these keep this core together and just keep bouncing out of the first round. It's not going to be a happy fan base in Toronto. But honestly, I think we can make a whole podcast about just that. Yeah. But until then, this is Kristen Sebastian with Pigeonhole Hockey. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.